by addressing the elephant in the room, which is what on earth are we all doing together? <laughs> I know for a fact that people look at me and say, gosh, she's on her phone again. Because <laughs> my screen time is through the roof. Oh. Hi, this is my service. Like, no, speak to them as if they are a physical person. And welcome back to this very exciting episode where we are kicking off season two of Off Air. But before I get into that, if you are currently listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, stop what you are doing and head over to at Off Air Pod on Instagram where you can watch the episode on IGTV. I know that I'm a sucker for watching podcasts, so if this is you, head over there now. Um, but boy, are you in for a treat today because we have not one, not two, not three, but four incredible guests joining me for a big Q&A session where we will be answering all kinds of wonderful questions that you, our audience, have asked us. So without further ado, adieu. I do. <laughs> Let's introduce everyone. Um, my name's Millie. I am the lead creative and founder of Seven & Co Studio, which is a Kent-based design studio specialising in branding, web design and content, um, formerly known as MJP Multimedia. I've been in the industry for around about four years now, slowly building up my team and working with some great businesses. <laughs> I know. Um, so I'm Abby. You probably maybe know me from this podcast so i am a previous co-host of this podcast unfortunately not doing it anymore sad tears um <laughs> but i am the founder of abby design so i do branding for businesses i have my youtube channel um and i've just got my eggs in a lot of baskets i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hi i'm kelsey and i am the lead uh designer and founder of create creative um i basically do branding for small businesses but i'm kind of um, spend a lot of my time as well freelancing for corporate businesses in and around South Wales. Um, I kind of just slot myself into their marketing teams and just pick up any slack really where they're struggling. So yeah, that's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I am Leonie. I'm the face behind Darcy Design Co. Um, mainly we specialise in branding for businesses. Um, I am a one-man band at the minute looking to expand my team in the near future. Um, we've just launched a template shop for designers as well, which is really exciting. And I do have a small Etsy shop on the side selling things like home prints and planners. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> and if you are a first time listener and don't know who I am, my name is Katie and I am the CEO, founder, lead brand designer of Wildflower Design Co, which is a branding agency that specializes in um, lifestyle and beauty brands. And I am the host of this podcast. So welcome if you're new. <laughs> um, so let's start by addressing the elephant in the room, which is what on earth are we all doing together? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't seen on our social media accounts, we're currently taking a little trip away together and um, we've been talking for like over a year now um, and there are oh some questions gosh. coming about this and we decided to finally meet in person. It yeah. feels weird like meeting all of you knowing that we've does. spoken for like one whole year. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how I can have like a friendship with people that I've never <laughs> I actually know. met. Yeah. <laughs> like if you'd said that to me like years ago, it kind of would have been like so strange. No. <laughs> but it's just so acceptable these days. Yeah. Dream come true though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Being totally. able to have a group of girls that I can literally go to anytime I have a question about how to run my business yeah. or something to do with design theory or strategy or something that I've needed a little bit of help with and obviously we all work by ourselves or yeah. that's the struggle. Mm. With you yeah. work on your own, it can be so lonely. Yeah. So having like a group of people that 
you talk to every day that just get it. Like, mm-hmm. some of my friends just don't understand the stuff that I go on about. Exactly. And having someone and a group of people that actually, like, get it, it just yeah. feels yeah. so nice to be in that kind of community. I yeah. feel like this leads us quite well into the first question, which is kind of, we've had a lot of questions about how we started talking. Was it awkward? So I think that was a pretty good one to start off with. Like, how did we how did we start talking? I think Katie needs to answer Oh, this. my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was the instigator. Yeah, so I think... A really long time ago, I think it must have been like March or something of 2020, I started yeah. a group chat and I literally added, it must have been about 50 designers in there. There were so yeah. many people and we were just kind of all talking and then I think gradually over the years, some of us just sort of ended up getting on so well and we sort of ended up splitting into our own little groups and I think so many friendships have been formed from that group as well that aren't necessarily just oh, us. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's just such an amazing thing. And actually, that group chat was originally called Designers Collective, which is now the name of the Facebook group. Um, so if any of you are looking to connect with other designers, there is a Facebook group called Designers Collective that you can go and join. Um, but yeah, so I think we just kind of all generally started talking on there. Eventually, we sort of moved it over onto WhatsApp, didn't we? Yeah. 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 And then ever since, we've just, we, I feel like we've just become such good friends from this. Yeah. We literally chat like every day daily yeah. it's bad like, yeah. i think as well like it got to the point where um like we all do it full time which are kind yeah. of we naturally fell into this kind of friendship group because we understood the hard times the good times yeah. and we yeah. Are, yeah. and also you know it's it's hard working by yourself like you said like it does get lonely but it does feel like we're in a little office of our own oh, yeah. via WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. We're always just like sharing like, oh my God, can you help me with this specific thing? Or, oh, I'm having such a nightmare mm-hmm. with this client. Do any of you have any advice? Yeah. But it's it's just such like a, a friendly group to just yeah. share things about business because as we've mentioned, it's so hard to talk to people that don't really understand what you do. Like if I'm like, mom, I've got a really awkward client just like, okay, I don't really know how I can help you here, but when you actually talk to other people um, who know what they're doing, it's, you know, it's such a great experience. It's nice nice as well, because, like, we've all grown together. Yeah. Like, we were such babies. Like, like, we were talking about this earlier. (laughs) One year ago, like, we were all kind of in the same position, I guess. Yeah. And we were just starting off, like, we had no idea. Let's be honest, we had no No. idea what we were doing. No, not at all. Um, And we've kind of just, like, grown, and we've grown together, and we've kind of just helped each other from these milestones and it's just yeah. been so nice to see like it's, all of it's us motivating. Grow. It is. Yeah. It honestly yeah, is. Like totally. seeing like one of you do well and then I'm like, oh my God, right, I need to do this, this and this. And then it's like, can you help me? How do you do this, this and this? <laughs> and it's just, it's so nice because it's just, we just like love each other so much. Yeah. yeah. We've all come into our own as well. We've all yeah. got our own strengths and good things that like some of us are better at some things oh, yeah. than others. Yeah. And yeah. it's so great to have that the variety. community. Yeah, and yeah, having, yeah. having this little yeah. group, it means that there's, there's always someone to ask about something and if you're worried about something of your own that's like your weakness or something that's kind of your insecurity and what you're good at yeah then there's always someone else that you can bounce ideas yeah. off yeah. of and then they they can do the same with you and yeah. you can kind of share your expertise and it's it's just it's like a little hive mind <laughs> <laughs> i think as well for me like when you go through difficult client situations it's just mm-hmm. nice to know that it's not only happening to not you on your own. Yeah. and you're not on your own and someone else has been through that as well and you're not the problem it's yeah. just kind of the situation that's the problem so yeah. for me it's been a kind of reassuring thing to know that other people have gone through that as well and I feel like I've learned so much from you girls as well oh, God, yeah. like yeah. oh yeah we, later on we've literally planned for Millie to give us like a whole <laughs> 
tutorial on how to use Webflow. Part of my knowledge, yeah. <laughs> which just demonstrates the fun people that we are. Like we're not going out. No, <laughs> we're sitting in the apartment and doing a tutorial on Webflow. We're dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> do you struggle being so friendly with competitor designers, and how do you make it work? Oh, I, God, no. I think this yeah. is such an interesting question because, to me, I don't consider you go with my competitors no, or like all. really any no. other designers because in my eyes if somebody wants to work with me they're going to work with me yeah, yeah like I'm not competing with anybody like oh I need to take your client it, it's just not really like that and we definitely have had situations where we've all had the same inquiries as yeah, each other because yeah. it just mm-hmm. happens I think especially me and Leone like yeah. we, <laughs> we, get a, we get a lot of overlapping clients um yeah some of them have gone to Leonie, some of them have gone to me, and like we're so happy for each other when yeah. that happens. Yeah. Like it's not like a oh, yeah. she got my client, yeah. and it's yeah. not we're always like really open about it yeah. as well. Like message each other and say like, look, we're both going forward for this. Yeah. Like I'm happy for Katie if she gets it, exactly. and Katie's happy for me if I get it. Like we're all yeah. in this together, and at yeah. the end of the day, it's the client's decision, it's and so, they'll go. It's so cliche, but it is like. Is it community or competition? And it, that's such a cliche thing to say, but it is. And you know, and it's, and I found as well that if if I'm you know if I've been approached by someone and I think I definitely know that they've worked with one of you girls or, yeah. or yeah. inquired with, yeah. with, with one of you girls, I'll bring it up and I'll yeah. say yeah. just so you know this person has approached yeah. me yeah. and I'll be respectful about yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, but it is it is you know I don't see it as competitors. I think the thing that helps as well is that. I think we all have our own style. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Like oh, none of us are exactly the same, so that kind of helps as well. We do. That's it. We have some we mix. Yeah, we obviously all mix in. Like yeah. there's some minimal bits, there's some bold bits, and yeah. but there's no one that's like yeah. you two are literally the same like designer, yeah. same style. So that kind of helps. I think as our well. overall service offering like differs as well. Like oh, our process yeah. and like, the way that we work through a pro- like a, yeah. the process of a branding, like the way that we approach things yeah. is different. We have different yeah. price points. We have different target markets. We work with different industries. So yeah. there's there's going to be overlaps, obviously. But the way I see it is there's a, there's enough work to go around, yeah. Yeah. and the perks oh, yeah. that come with being able to have like this sort I'm, of community I'm not gonna lie as well it's just always it when I first started on Instagram I was so intimidated by yeah. designers like there was yeah. no there wasn't this like community when I first started it was really weird like I did see people as competition because yeah. I I wasn't involved with like a girl's community no. so I was like oh my god it's so scary like they're saying this they're doing yeah. this but like as soon as like the chat sort of started happening I was like oh everyone's actually really nice it's not scary yeah. and yeah. like there is a really nice community so if you are a new designer and you are starting out make sure that you are mm. engaging with like loads of the designers because it will actually really help yeah. your business it's like you do obviously can't just <laughs> fire loads of questions at someone all the time. Yeah, yes. take all your knowledge. Like obviously, there is a make kind sure. Of, yeah, try and be a, good, a, a nice person too. But it's it's a bit like as we said, we're gonna do this webflow thing later yeah. on. Yeah. If if I wanted to, I could be like, I'm not oh, showing you that. Like I am the webflow that's designer. That's me. Yeah, I, that's my thing. I'm not sharing that, but. I'd love for all of you guys to yeah. know how to do it so you yeah. can offer it to your clients as well. Like um, earlier on, we were literally sat around at the table at breakfast and I was like, right girls, here's my sales call <laughs> questions. <laughs> <laughs> you need to use these. Because like, yeah. I, I know for a fact that you're not just going to like take oh, my yeah. sales call technique and just like completely steal mm. all my clients. Right. Yeah. 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 It doesn't, it doesn't it's work It's beneficial. Like yeah, it's beneficial. Yeah. It's like I love helping other people and I yeah. don't understand like why you would want to kind of 
keep, keep it, it all yeah, to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've like, kind of had instances as well in the past where someone's made an inquiry with someone and you haven't had the space, so you've passed that person yeah. on yeah. to us, yeah. and then we can gain that yeah, extra yeah, yeah. clients from yeah. from you guys. Definitely. And like, but it's a back and forth thing as well. Oh, yeah. So we yeah. All do it for each other. It's yeah. not. It's not take take yeah. take. It's it's such like a back and forth. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. We ended up sort of over time having so much more conversations that weren't just about design. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we just we are be- friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're here. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah, exactly. yeah. Believe me, this is not two days just talking about work. We are. We, are <laughs> we have a life. More yeah. 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 Um, so, what's the best way? to network with other designers if, if you're kind of listening to this podcast and you're thinking I want to be in a group like that how how do I get there I don't know get added by Katie yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> start your own group chat yeah just get loads of designers add them into a chat and just get chatting yeah. I think like trying to engage on social media is like a it's massive thing like I and it's it's so hard on one hand because having the time to engage and scroll and I know for a fact that people look at me and think oh she's on her phone again (laughs) my screen time is through the roof because it's literally a case of I'm on Instagram scrolling I'm commenting I'm liking I'm sharing but you know that is that's how you know we all got talking that's how I've ended up being friends with a lot of designers and just because I I value their content and I want to support their content as well um, yeah, and I think it swings yeah. around about doesn't it? it works both ways. Like yep. if you what you put out, you'll get back tenfold. Yeah. Oh, definitely. One thing I will say is make sure that it is authentic. Yeah. Like yeah. There's, there's so many people and there's so many messages that I get where I can just see through people. Like mm-hmm. if you're the way that you should do it is I've always said this is if you're gonna talk to someone through social media, take it as if you are talking to them in person. Yeah. So yeah. exactly what you would say to them in person, like, oh hey, say that in a yeah. message, not yeah hi, this is my service, or can you do this for me? Like, no, speak to them as if they <laughs> yeah. are a physical person in front of yeah, you. Yeah, and you just bumped into yeah, them. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. And then it's just more natural, and it just flows. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot warmer. And I yeah. also think, if, if you're going to go in that way, keep that way going, because mm, I get yeah. so many messages where it's like, they'll reply to a story, and I think, oh, they're it's, just having a chat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's, have you heard about oh. our services? Or how long have you been in business for? And I just think that conversation then it's dies done. for me because yeah. I'm like, you're going to come in and try and play the your yeah, services. Yeah, 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 I think the best way to approach it is to kind of approach it in the way of, I want to get to know more designers, not I want to get to know all their knowledge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's more yeah. of like a reach out to people, support their work, comments, be like, oh my God, I love what you've done with this. this but actually, don't be too kind of vague and generic. Don't, don't spam. spam. Yeah. <laughs> but um, say like, if somebody puts up a new piece of work, you'd be like, oh, I love how you've achieved this. Or I love like the colour palette that you've used here. Or I love the font yeah. that you've used for that word there. Like actually relate it back to people's work. Don't just yeah. be like, love this, love this. Yeah. Like, and nine times out of 10, yeah. like, as, as designers I know I can speak from personal experience I put quite a bit of thought into my captions yeah. oh, and I always yeah. ask questions in yeah. my captions and then it, yeah. yeah and then you know just look at what their caption is saying and, yeah. and they probably asked a question at the end of the caption exactly. answer you know answer them in the comment because then it shows that you've been authentic with that yeah. engagement and you haven't just commented yeah, oh, yeah. it's really yeah. nice <laughs> it's like what you said before though that you're actually supporting their content and yeah that's the thing. it's not just kind of like oh, how many people's accounts can I comment on today? It's like, how many people can I actually make them smile when yeah. they read oh, my comments? Yeah, 100%. Like, oh, but then, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're actually forging real relationships with people yeah. and then people start to recognise you and 
then when you do ask a question, they think, oh yeah, that's so and so. Like, oh, yeah. 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 They yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Quickly, quickly, how can I get into their DMs and get them to answer my question? Yeah. So, but I mean, just like be a, yourself. Yeah. Be ballsy as well, like Katie. She put, us in, she put us in the group chat and we like, had no choice. Like, yeah. We were just yeah. 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 friends. We, wanted to, we didn't want to come, you know. She made us. <laughs> no, that's not true. I dig it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong though, like we might be a little group of friends, but there are so many other designers that I talk to oh, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I talk to so many amazing designers yeah. that I'm, I also consider myself to be friends with as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, just network yourself. It's just difficult yeah. to organise a girls' trip with oh, like you know thirty God. people. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was hard enough this size. <laughs> exactly, and that's and we work for ourselves. We didn't even have to get time yeah. requests yeah. off. <laughs> We're literally full time independent. So. Do you have a dream client or project? I feel like we should go around. <gasps> oh, such a hard. This is a hard question. I should have thought about this before we started. Yeah. Um. I, I actually always change my mm, so like, do I yeah mine all the time so it depends on like if it's the industry or if it's like the specific mm-hmm. client like, when I say industry like I would always love to work with um, somewhere that's like an events venue type space or like mm-hmm. a restaurant where you're going to be doing the signage you're going to be doing like all the material potentially like uniform yeah. merch just something that I can really like get my teeth into is always yeah. the sort of client that I'm like yeah. yes but then also oh, I'm such a Everybody knows I'm such a Marvel fan. Like, if I could ever work with anything to do with that industry, that, that would be so, so cool. That is cool. Also, yeah. like, I love F1. If I could work in F1 and do like design, like I think it's just so fun when your passions overlap. So yeah. if I could work in an industry that I'm also passionate about, other than design, the dream. <laughs> so if wants to like give yeah. me away, Um, I mean, I'd say like a really funky and like bold bold clothing line yeah like i don't know just something about it because obviously my style is like very like out there and i've never never worked with like a clothing line so yeah that would be fun (laughs) i'd enjoy that i feel like mine changes like on the day like i'll be like right this is my dream project and then i'll do a passion project on it and then i'll be like right this is my new dream project (laughs) Do do you know what it is i think it's like really niched businesses that like you don't see much of just like really random businesses you're like how did they even think of that business idea? I'm like, I want to do that. Like, yeah. I want to design that yeah. brand. I always say that I like to work with businesses who have a bit of a deeper purpose. Yeah. Like, you're not just a candle company. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just a clothing brand. Like, at the minute, and I think I'm actually currently working with one of my dream clients, and I might as well share it with you. Um, so she's a maternity and nursing clothing brand, but she wants to open up the conversation about what it's like to be a new mum. And, like more accessible breastfeeding spaces and just like all these like deeper meanings to her brand and she just has such a big vision for it and she's so passionate for what she does and it's an actual dream to like work together i'm so excited about this project but like for me that is a dream project but i would have never have thought like oh i want to work with a maternity clothing brand yeah Um, yeah they just tend to come up i say like you know when you get a dream project yeah exactly Mm -hmm. you just get so excited i like to say that i like to work with lifestyle brands like anything I, I really want to work with some kind of food company because again that's something I haven't really done yet yeah. I, I'm working with a gin company at the minute so I'm doing drink but I want to do something in food as well yeah. like yeah. if somebody was to come at me and be like I've developed this new tomato sauce yeah. will you do the branding for it I'll be like yes yeah. 
<laughs> Isn't it funny how you just think of the most random yeah, objects? Yeah, I love everything, random stuff. Everything needs to be branded, doesn't yeah. it? It's crazy. Like when you do random objects, oh my god, you I do did videos. chewing gum chewing the other day. Gum, I, was like, so I would never ever <laughs> think of branding chewing, chewing gum. gum. I'm like, no. I found a random object. I'm like, I'm rebranding yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm just gonna that. dive back in really quickly. Go, go for it. But you know, like I was saying, doing the restaurant or like an event space or something like that. We went for breakfast at Bill's this morning, oh, yeah. and I noticed when the only when our coffee <laughs> came up, Leonie picked up and was like, "They've branded their own sugar, sugar like their own sugar packets." Yeah, that like blew my mind. Like it's, it's little, little, little touches. It is the little touches. And I think I would so love to work on a project as well where the branding Definitely. and the like actually really moves into like the visual styling yeah. and mm-hmm. the interior yeah. and yeah. the way that like buildings are designed, like. Bill's great example, all the like eclectic decor and the colours yeah. and all of the different They are their brand. Yeah. yeah. I just think with that sugar packet, like you would never want to take that home with you, but I wanted to take that home with me and keep it because it was like a piece of yeah. that yeah. brand and like yeah. it was almost collectible and it was literally just a little sugar sachet. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, like it just blew my mind and I was like, that is the kind of clients that I want to work yeah. with who want to take their branding to that level of like Oh, what's the word like recognizability? Yeah. Like, yeah. I hope other people get as excited about these things as we do. Like, what? <laughs> How sad do we sound? Very sad. <laughs> it was so funny because normally I walk through the streets and I'm like, oh, I like that font. And today yeah. we did that, and like I was like, oh my god, I really like that sign. And you were like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, so funny. Sorry, yeah, when I implemented the new branding. I, yes. I noticed that Zara didn't implement their new logo on the shop signage, and I was like, oh, I'm not no fan of that. <laughs> but I think like with regards to my kind of like dream client I think mine would probably be it changes all the time but I think mine would be like a wedding venue slash golf course because we all know how much I love my golf Um, I think yeah that would just be the dream like to brand like the whole wedding packages and like you know just having that vision of when someone comes to book their wedding you've got all these kind of deliverables and and brochures and things and I think that would all just tie in perfectly um and another one like I'm quite lucky really I got to work on I was subcontracted to work um as a designer for a housing development so I designed everything for this housing development in Bristol and I got to go to the housing development saw that you know my kind of designs were in real life and it was just it it honestly it blew my mind and like the brochure was out all the kind of things that I you know helped towards the pattern like the the pattern that I chose ended up being like the wallpaper for like the oh, show wow, homes and things and I was like I that's my pattern yeah. <laughs> and, you know and it was so like it was so yeah. surreal to think that wow somebody trusted me and my designs that much that they implemented it on a huge yeah. housing development in the middle of Bristol City like it just blew my mind that but, is a dream. but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like you know I got to tick that off off my to-do yeah. list but I, yeah I think it's a goal of mine to have like something I've designed on a shelf in a shop yeah I was gonna say I think I can't really say what my dream project is but to be able to walk into a shop and see my designs on a shelf is the ultimate dream for me to be able to pick something up and say I designed that or I designed that label or yeah I don't know some kind of stationary thing I I absolutely love stationary and just to say I I designed that and I'm buying it (laughs) yeah it's so funny though because like I've had 
had the logos I've designed printed in some like wacky places that I just never thought like one of my clients printed her logos onto her water bottle and I was like that's cool. that's that's so cool. or like I worked with a dog grooming brand who printed the logo onto towels that they were then selling and I was just like that is that is just yeah. so fun yeah I just love working with these brands that have such like quirky little like ideas that they mm. want to implement like you said with yeah. like the sugar packet like just branding every single aspect so the problem is I think when the brands work with match and they create all of these really cool matches. I just want it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like branded stuff from like other brands that has no relevance. Yeah, to all. and you yeah. could be That's cheeky design. then, like be cheeky. Let me say, do you mind sending me one yeah. of those? Yeah, <laughs> I want one of those hats. Yeah, yeah. literally. I always yeah. because I work with so many international clients. I'm just like. I really need to get my hands on one of your candles. Yeah. Do you ship overseas? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I will send you one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> How much time do you spend per week on your own business versus client work? All the never-ending struggle. Yeah. Um, not enough is the answer yeah. to that question. Not yeah. enough hours. I feel like it really differs week to week. Some weeks I feel like... I'll have weeks where I'm just waiting for client feedback. And I'm like, oh, I don't have much client work to do this week, so I'll I'll spend the week or a couple of days working on my own business. For me, like, because some people might be, like, what's the difference? For me, working on my own business means taking courses, doing research and reading books, working on my social media posts, um, coming up with new, like, business ideas and, like, trying to implement them and templates and... It's, it's never ending. I feel like I'm always on the back end of things, like coming up with new ideas and new marketing strategies. And I think a lot of people don't really realise how much time that takes. It's, it's such a difficult balance because obviously if you spend too much time doing your client work, then all of a sudden you wrap up these projects and you think, where's the next lot coming yeah. from? Yeah. But then if, yeah. you, if you're spending too much time worrying about the future and like making sure that your marketing's up to scratch and you've got like great content and you've got all these inquiries coming in, then you're not actually spending enough time getting the work exactly. done. So then you can't schedule in the new stuff yeah. because it's so difficult to, to manage it. And I, I don't know, does anybody here think they've got it? I, oh, I no. no. <laughs> it's hard. It's, I feel like I'm going to start forcing myself to spend an hour every single working day doing something that enriches my knowledge towards my business so like I spent I'm on all these courses and I just do not have the time so like if I sit down and do like a module or if I sit down and read through one of my brand strategy books and take some notes because I love learning I really really love you know learning more about brand strategy or like oh here's a new thing that I could do with my client I just I absolutely love it and I just don't really set aside enough time for it when really it's massively beneficial to me and my clients yeah so I'm kind of gonna try and start doing that or even maybe having a full day where I just say right today's a business day yeah yeah I'm such a visual learner like I am like you like Katie you like got your head in a book and you'll just read everything I'm the complete (laughs) opposite like when I first started it was about three or four years ago now I wish Abby had started at the same time because I was literally straight on YouTube like I taught myself how to use InDesign I taught myself how to use um, Illustrator and it was a case of right I I can't sit and read a book on it because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not that kind of person Um, so I just went straight on YouTube you know as many tutorials as I can and I still do it to this day like I'll, I'll see something that someone has designed and I'm like how have they done that? And then I'll just try and research it myself. And yeah. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'll end up with something completely different. But I've taught myself along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, But yeah, like that's what I need to, to yeah, do is try yeah. and, you know, I do tend to put my client work first and then my stuff's yeah. on the back burner. 
oh, I'll, I'll do my thing and it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, right, okay, I need to sit and watch this YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just finding the balance is really difficult. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone's got that mastered just yet. On that note about YouTube, like wishing that you were around, another thing that I really wish existed when I started out was like all of the top tips reels that people oh, do. Yeah, 100%. The quick tutorials. I think mm-hmm. I just wish that content was around when I first started to learn, like sitting there and watching an hour YouTube video just to work out how to do one thing. Yeah. I, I literally said this to Abby earlier. I said, when I first started, out I the only thing I could find was like the 30 day logo challenge yeah. like that's logo, what I did logo yeah. court I'm pretty sure that's how I found you <laughs> I was looking to see what everyone else had done and that was the only thing I could find and like I know like I've got a design challenge like you've got design challenges you as well like we've all got our own individual yeah. Yeah. challenges and um, it's so nice as well that the community completely... It's really Everyone cool. bands together it's and everyone takes part crazy. in everyone else's challenges. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's, it's just crazy, isn't it? Like when I first yeah. started, there was nothing like that and it's, it's just yeah. evolved over time. One thing that I've found that's helped, so this month of August, I've actually taken off from client work so that I can actually focus on my business. And although leading up to it was really hard because obviously I had to like schedule in when that last client was going to finish or in July yeah July and then book people in for September I found that this has actually really helped me because I scheduled the whole of August out for everything personal so things that I was working on in my business things that I hadn't worked on so for example I haven't rebranded my business in a year and a half like that's a, a lot for a designer as well like, <laughs> yeah. we all know like that's a yeah. lot yeah, yeah. So yeah. Through a big growth period oh as well. 100% yeah. yeah I was like for the past six months I've had my head in client work and I haven't had a breath out of it yeah. and I've realized like sh- sugar I'm not gonna say <laughs> sugar um that I need to work on my business like I'm working in it I'm not working on it it. Mm -hmm. and it got really bad to the point like that things had grown massively but I was still in that mindset back of six months so having a month off it's just honestly it's done me the world of good so if you are like that I would really recommend even if it's a week two weeks whatever it is take some time off because it really really, yeah it will really help it's important what Leonie says as well like you are in such a period of growth and yeah like transition at the moment you need so to like, set you need to set time aside yeah, yeah. you need to do otherwise it. your business just isn't going to grow yeah. yeah also the thing that i hear a lot within like business owners is that people say i don't have the time it's not that you don't have the time you're just your priorities are probably yeah. wrong mm-hmm. so yeah. for example if you are watching an hour's worth of telly that's fine but like think if you say if you say oh i don't have the time to do that what could you be doing with that hour that you're watching telly could you have your head in a book could you be researching could you be doing youtube just something instead of saying you don't have the time like you do have the time it's just your priorities at the moment are probably a little wrong so i try to make sure that in my working day so a lot of the time I do time blocking sometimes I'll just write to do lists and I'll be like I've got to get these things done I always make sure I have a balance of, oh yeah oh, it's so important to give yourself a break yeah, here's yeah. A, or here's a few client things I have to do today here's like I need to do a few social media posts but also I'm going to bake some brownies at 12 o'clock oh yeah <laughs> in, in my to do list I always make sure I block out an hour for lunch which is my yeah. personal time yeah. and then I make sure I literally block out an hour for tea so then I know at least I've got those two hours within my day that are literally like no work and you go and eat tea you go and watch telly and you do your own things within those hours and then the yeah. rest of the time I time block out exactly what I need to prioritise yeah. and it also could be a sign that you're maybe working with 
too many clients at once. Yeah. I know, so obviously, raising your prices is one way to do that, <laughs> which is just my complete mantra. Raise those prices. And I mean, personally, I work with about one client a month, if that, at the minute. Sometimes I work with one client every two months. It really depends on how big the projects are. Um, and it gives me so much of a breather to be able to do my own things. Because I'm just thinking, if I was to only focus on my client work, I would not have grown to no. this point. I would have not have had my template shop. I would have not have rebranded 50 million times. Probably <laughs> God. <laughs> like, like the other day I literally sat down and I was like, right, I need to screw my head on. I need to figure out what on earth I'm doing in this business. I had a one-to-one call with Carly Anna, my business coach, who is coming on to an episode shortly, which is going to be really exciting. But I had a meeting with her and I was like, right, here are my goals. And we came up with a plan and I ended up splitting Wildflower Design Co. and Katie Proctor, which is obviously me. And I've split them up. So I'm like, I am a design educator, coach. I sell templates for other designers. I offer content for other designers. And then this is my business, my design studio. And separating those. And I genuinely feel like if I hadn't have stepped back from the client work, I wouldn't have had time to do that. And had I have not have done, done those things, I wouldn't be growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was a very okay. long-winded way of explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> but... You need to set aside time, otherwise you're just yeah, gonna you're gonna be in a constant circle of logos, 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 yeah. logos, and you're never gonna be able to focus on your own business. Yeah. And also, I yeah, think, it takes away the time for growth and like yeah. developing yeah. your skills. And obviously, you're always growing as you're working anyway. But like, there's so much more out there to learn. There's always more to learn. And I think I just I really need to start putting more time aside to. It's, actually, it's hard though. Yeah. I get it. It's yeah. it's hard. Do the courses. You can set aside time, but then if something comes in like it normally does like client work or something happens like that time's gone and then it's like the next day again and you're like right I've got an hour for this that I need to do and then something else comes in but yeah I think it's just like you have to just try it I think it's important to say as well that there's there's no right or wrong answer and if one week you spend 60% time on client work 40% on your own business and then the next week it's 90% and 10% yeah, yeah. like it all depends on your workflow and yeah. like Katie yeah. said sometimes I have weeks when I'm just waiting for a client to get back to me and I kind of give a four day window of response time so sometimes I, I've got those four days to just work on my business and that's great but yeah. other weeks I don't have any time at all and as long as you've got the balance to get things done and like you say you you're giving yourself time to grow giving yourself time to learn then there's no real structure to a right answer and a wrong answer i think it's a great way to avoid burnout as well because if you're if you're doing the same thing all the time Mm -hmm. you're going to get bored and you're going to get exhausted from it but if you're doing right i'm going to work a bit on my social media today i'm going to have a um a meeting with your assistant trying to come up with some new marketing ideas i don't know and then if you have that balance of that and your client work you're so much likely to be engaged in what you're doing and excited about what you're doing um so yeah it's really important Okay, this is quite an interesting one because I feel like, and I was speaking over on my Instagram account the other day, how nobody really talks about finances um, and like the back end of things. Um, so what business bank accounts do you use and why did you choose them over others? So I have a Monzo business mm-hmm. bank account. Um, I have used Monzo Personal for kind of years and years and then it popped up um, the business one as I was kind of considering a business account and basically... 
it's really good because you can set kind of budgets for things and then you can pay a fee every month it's only five pound which is not yeah. a lot really i, I use um, as well and it automatically takes your 20 percent tax off any payments that go into That's the good. account so you've kind of got that security of knowing your taxes just set to one side you don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. and then obviously once you take off your expenses it's kind of like a savings pot at the same time because mm-hmm. yeah. you've got extra money in there that you just never saw from the payment um so yeah i think it really helps with budgeting mm-hmm. um and yeah it's quite a- if you don't have a business account like you need to set one up i think since ever since i've had <laughs> What? <laughs> me and Millie. I, I, I use my Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. Me, me and Millie both use, well, I use, basically I have another account just yeah. for business. I mean, it's all, I'm, it's all my money. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Because we're, like, I wouldn't say I'm at the point yet where I need to have a business account because there's not much going on. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and then what happens to me with my surprise tax return <laughs> happens. Loads <laughs> 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 of money that you owe, um, which is terrifying. So I I just wanted somewhere separate to keep my money. Oh, yeah, same. I did, obviously, everybody starts off with it all going into the same yeah. account yeah. and trying to track it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that for ages. <laughs> <I did that. laughs> it was bad. Everybody does it yeah. at the start. And I've, yeah, I couldn't personally see the difference between having a a business account and a Same. personal but account. But you still have like a separate Yeah, oh, separate. Separate. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. It doesn't yeah, necessarily have to be a business account. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's so important to have a separate Definitely. account for your finances. Yeah, if yeah. you need to set up a speedy separate account, then Monzo's great because you can literally oh, just yeah. like order yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. really easy to Ta-da. set it up. Yeah. That's what I did. But from talking to the girls, we did speak about this before the podcast um, and I've realised that there are actually some perks to the business side, like yeah. using like an actual yeah. Monzo business account and that money going into a pot without you ever seeing it, which is, I think, quite good. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel like massive Because the thing is, you, you do think, well, I could just do that myself, but actually, are you likely to, to go on to every no. payment yeah. that you get in and say, okay, I need to take out 20%. No. Yeah. It's a case you of working so it out. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, should I just keep a little bit because I know yeah. I've got expenses, whereas Monza does it for I you. And, like, you just can ignore that pot, and then it's like a savings pot yeah. and an ex- I mean, when you're really. when you're working, like actually employed, and, and poor Americans and other people are probably going to be like, oh, is this a thing that I think we spoke about this? <laughs> yeah. Before. Our taxes are done for us when we're employed, um, and you don't see that money. Like it just comes out yeah. before you even <laughs> see the money, and it's like that because when you think, oh my god, I'm a business owner, I've got to pay thousands and thousands of pounds in tax. Like that is insane. How am I going to be able to afford that? But it's just set aside. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. almost feel like you're getting less money because it's automatically taken away. Yeah. And that is always like a downside to me of being self-employed. Like, oh, it feels like your tax is just coming away from you. And you're losing. <laughs> but when you actually just have it taken away from you, it, it really doesn't feel that much. And then you can take what's left over in dividends, which isn't bad at all. Yeah. Um, so I use Stalin. Stalin bank. Yeah, that was yeah. one I did yeah. consider before. It's, it's usually Monzo v. Stalin. I like yeah. Team Stalin. Um, <laughs> is, that, is, that the so, is that the business? Yeah, but business Stalin. How much I do you use. pay? Um, I think I pay, I think it's around £7 something a okay. month, I think I pay, but it's everything under one umbrella. So I literally invoice is sent there, mm-hmm. sent straight to the client, market is sent. As soon as the money comes in, it'll like notify me and say, is this payment corresponding to this invoice? I'm like, yes, it is. Cool. And it gives you, it says, clever. add a PDF add a receipt and like I showed you girls at dinner yeah, tonight yeah. I took a yeah. picture of the receipt straight away straight on the app upload it's all done and I literally do it in seconds it's and working, yeah it's literally it's we, so we so good <laughs> but it's like it's it's so handy because it's you know it does your invoicing and your bookkeeping 
all in, in one. one. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about it then. And then, you know, when the time comes to do yeah. returns and things like that, everything is already calculated <laughs> for me. So I've just had yeah. Monzo, but now I want Sally. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We're getting sponsored for this. Yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. Do I'll you get commission? Because <laughs> no one teaches. No, no, no. There's like so many no, bank accounts. It's like, do, do I need one? Do I not? Like, no, no one's taught me yeah. this. For the first year of my business, I just used my personal account. Yeah. Also because I I didn't really intend my business to become a business, if that yeah. makes sense. I was yeah. just kind of like it was making a, a bit of extra thing. cash. Yeah. And I had a meeting with my accountant the other day and he was like, okay, can you just like send us your bank statements for like that year? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no I can't because it's my personal account. You're not going to know what expenses yeah. are for my business and what's not. So he was like, ah. And I just, I've been keeping up on an Excel spreadsheet if you want it. I mean, I use accounting software now and there's going to yeah. be a whole episode on that. So do not worry. More of that is coming. I was going to say, if any advice can be given, <laughs> <laughs> talking about this, it is yeah. do not leave your tax return to the last minute, yeah. please. Yeah. I have oh had two yeah. years of tears and tantrums and ringing my mother to say, you need to come and help me. <laughs> because it's literally been a whole week's worth of me trying to figure out just because I've left it too late so yeah yeah, and now luckily this year thank god I've kept on top of my bookkeeping every single month I've done in it's so important to do that honestly it's it's literally just a case of a spreadsheet what comes in what goes out you know track your expenses you know and it's it's so so simple but my god does it help in the long run And if you can afford an accountant, get an accountant. I've only just reached a a, a point in my business where I'm like, yeah, I've got an accountant now. But as I said, like we are getting an accountant on the podcast. So there will be an episode coming up about that. But my advice would also be, I'm just going to drop it in there, that if you are going to do it yourself, and it is fine to do it, do it yourself. If you can do bookkeeping yourself, and this is kind of the boat that I'm in, make sure you know exactly what you're doing. And there's not going to be any nasty surprises. Because when it comes to finance, there's... There is a lot <laughs> involved, um, and obviously not my strong suit. I'm a designer, so I thought, yeah, no, I'll be fine. I'm good with maths. I'm good with spreadsheets. I can track my own money. But like, when it comes around to doing your tax return, are you aware you're going to have to pay NICs? I was not. Are you aware that you're going to have to start paying money on account? Are you aware that there's like all of these different things that you yeah. have to fill in? Like, if you can afford to do the accounting route and you're not like 100% on doing it yourself, then just pay someone else to do it. They know what they're doing. Yeah. That's right, so I'll get it right yeah. at the start yeah. rather than like trying to backtrack in the... Yeah. Oh, it's not going to yeah. come back and bite you in the butt. Yeah. But if you are a complete beginner and you're listening to this and you'll be like, oh, well, I'm not even really earning that much money at the minute, still keep track of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. like, I didn't do this and I ended up sitting down and being like, ah, I had no idea I had to do this. I remember and giving all of you girls a pet talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Guys, where's your bookkeeping? And I think yeah. I remember just going through my personal, it took me hours. I was going through my personal business account. We've all done it. Over the last oh, like, yeah. six yeah. months, trying to track all of my income yeah. and expenses. And it was just Learn a nightmare. Months. Don't do it. So mm. even if you think I'm only earning £50 a month, like just write it down, yeah. keep track of it because it will save you so much time in the long run. This is quite an interesting one. How long did it take you to land your first client? It says via Instagram here, but I'm just going to say it in general. So this is like actually hilarious for me. (laughs) um, My first branding client was um, a friend of a friend and I'd stalked her profile. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's funny, we were talking about like before the podcast, we were talking about manifestation and things like that. Um, I literally stalked her profile and I was like, oh my gosh, like I love, she's a um it's brow boutique it is i'll I'll happily name her um (laughs) and i was just looking at her profile and i just thought 
her whole aura, just everything about her, like as a businesswoman, I was just looking and I thought, oh, I really like her as a person and I really like her style and just the way that she conducts herself over Instagram. I thought, right, she's going on my like dream client list. Yeah. But there's a few others that were also on the list and I've worked with them all this oh, year. Cool. So it's like, it, honestly, I don't know how it's happened, but... Manifestation. Manifestation. <laughs> but yeah, I basically was... <laughs> This is what I tell, you know, any kind of designer that asks me for advice. They say, oh, how do you get, you know, dream clients? How do you work with your dream clients? I say just, you know, I was very authentic with my engagement with her. Like, I was liking her posts. You know, I was supporting her. I was reacting to her stories. Not, not in, in a, a Sally. Not in like, a Sally or a creepy yeah, kind of way. Yeah. Like, hi, be my friend. <laughs> like, not like that at all. But, you know, I was very authentic with it. And then, yeah, lo and behold, she approached me and was like, do you want to work with me? And it's happened, you know, two or three times since with, you know, clients that I really, really want to work with. I've just kind of stalked their profile a little bit, <laughs> kind of just drip fed my yeah, name yeah. onto yeah. their feed. Staying to the mind. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. How long had you been doing freelancing? So I'd been freelancing for two years, but in corporate. Yeah. I was right. mainly corporate brand. And then I moved into the brand inside, must have been about a month or two. And yeah, and then she approached me because it was literally a case of I branded my best friend's um, business, put that straight on Instagram. I did a couple of passion projects, which mm. we can all, you know, yeah. Yeah. vouch for, get yeah. the passion projects on the grid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she just saw my kind of style and was like, yeah, I really, I really want to work with you. So yeah, like a couple of months, maybe one or yeah. two months. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, it feels like so long ago. Yeah. Like, since I think my, so my first client I wasn't actually necessarily freelancing yeah, at yeah, the time. Um, so I'd just come out of uni and I was looking for design jobs and it was like a friend of a friend tagged me in her post where she was looking for a logo designer. It was a local yoga studio. Um, and yeah, someone tagged me in it and I was like, okay, might as well give it a go on the side. Wasn't really expecting to go into branding. And then I really, really enjoyed the project and I was like, okay, I could just do this on the side while I'm looking for a full-time job. Um, and then, yeah, word of mouth just kind of spread about. Don't get me wrong, I had months in between where I yeah. had no work mm -hmm. at all. Um, and then once things kind of got going, then, yeah, I just picked up from there. But, yeah, my first client was kind of before <laughs> I'd even started. But that's not, I just want to say that's not the case for everyone. And like yeah. I say, I did yeah. have months of yeah. nothing after that. Yeah. No, mine was exactly the same. Yeah. I just, while I was still at uni, somebody asked, it was a friend of a friend, someone said, I think, I think someone messaged my mum and was like, oh, is Millie still doing design? Does she want to do your logo? And obviously at that point, it's, it's hard because obviously a, a, an established logo designer could have done that job, but obviously I could undercut them on price. Mm. They weren't mm. necessarily So you worried. didn't do it for free? No, I didn't do it for free. That's good. No, I did it for yeah. paid. And um, I obviously had to learn while I was doing it and it took me longer than it should have done. It probably wasn't the best logo in the world because obviously it was my first yeah. attempt at logo yeah. designing, but... The price reflected that and that's what you as you start off obviously you're not going to be charging the yeah. thousands and thousands for branding you're going to start off low and then as your experience and your skill and your reputation your portfolio obviously builds up then yeah. you can obviously build up your prices too um and that's just kind of how it was but it was exactly the same i did one logo project and then i thought oh, that was fun and i put it in my portfolio <laughs> yeah. on my website and i didn't really push it too much but then it was i think it was probably another year before i got another branding project i did a few little freelancey bits but yeah. I was still working out what I wanted to do I didn't know I wanted to be a branding designer I, I yeah. didn't know if I wanted to that was exactly me as well um, to be a graphic designer <laughs> yeah, or a I was web designer or what was my kind of 
speciality going to be and it was only as I started to do more of different types of projects that I realized that it yeah. was yeah I always ex- branding like yeah. expected to go into an agency after uni that yeah, was kind too. of drilled into me you'll go and work for an agency and then you'll find your way yeah. and obviously that kind of sparked this new thing in me and at first I was like oh it's just a bit of extra cash on the side kind of thing and then when people started to tell me you're really good at this like the work that you're producing is really good I was yeah. like oh hang on <laughs> <laughs> and then the more you do it the more yeah. you just get so much passion for it and I was like I can actually make a living from this and then yeah. it's just grown from there yeah. but the fir- one of the first logos that I ever 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 designed like actually for somebody was for my like musical theatre group I remember I must have been about 17 at the time and I remember thinking oh I'm going to you need to do graphic design and they were like will you do as a logo and I was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) of course I will um it was my first time ever using Adobe Illustrator as well so I had no idea what I was doing I had never done a proper logo like this before no but (laughs) (laughs) no but I didn't do it on free on purpose they were supposed to pay me but it never happened but that's that's a whole other (laughs) Um, no so yeah that was the first logo I ever ever did I literally just like screenshotted it and sent it to them and that was how they got the logo and I remember so there's um there's a guy that does a lot of the graphic design work for them and I'm regularly in contact with him we talk quite a lot and he was like by chance do you have the like svg file and I was like no I was like I just do not have that anymore I'm so sorry like I did not know what I was doing back then so that was the first proper logo I ever ever designed and then I set up my business well I say that I didn't really do it I set up my Instagram page let's say that um in my first year of uni and I was doing the 30 day logo challenge I've mentioned this like a hundred times I did that challenge for a while and then a girl that I like used to go to school with who was a little bit older than me she messaged me was like can you do a logo for our cheerleading team and I was like um yes And she was like, and I was like, £30? Is that okay? (laughs) Nobody had told me how much these things should cost. I just had zero idea. But then again, I was so inexperienced then. So I think the price that I ended up charging was so warranted. Like, I think it ended up being about £60. But again, like, it was a screenshot of a logo. Like, it was, it wasn't great. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. And this is why I say, even though I have a degree, I'm I'm self taught in branding because I just didn't get taught it. Um, So yeah, she was my first ever client. And I think that came maybe after a couple of months um and then like how did I get my other clients after that I'm even trying to think like again it would be like a couple of months in but I think I was working for about like six seven maybe like eight months consistently before I started like getting clients yeah. properly yeah. yeah I maybe had like two or three proper clients in that time and then they started kind of coming in week by week so, like, it took time, but, I mean, I started up my Instagram account when I was 18 years old, and, I mean, I'm now 21, and I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm consistently booking clients. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it does. Does. So, I think mine was, like, a bit different to everyone. So, I started as a graphic designer, so I worked with a business for literally, like, four years. I'd never dabbled into branding when I was there, so I was kind of a bit like a yeah. robot. It was a bit mm-hmm. like churning out posters and, like, stuff like that, yeah. so... Last year or the year before, when did we get furloughed? I'm so like last, last, year, last year, yeah, last year. So I got furloughed, um, and I had all this time. So I basically started doing like illustrations. Bought myself an iPad, doing like really detailed like face illustrations. Everyone probably knows. That's how like, I started. Yeah. Everyone knows what they are. 
so I got into that and then people sort of would pay me for that but there wasn't much money within it and I'd sort of do it for like 20 pounds yeah I was doing exactly the same thing as the industry there yeah so I did that and I thought right where else is there money and what else do I like doing and I kind of saw like logos on Instagram I was like okay maybe I should like start researching and learning how to do that so I started doing that and then got into branding literally posted some passion projects and I'd probably say within posting them I started getting inquiries because people were like oh that's cool that's my industry can you do that for me and I was like yeah passion project yeah (laughs) and literally that is exactly how it started so do passion projects hopefully people will inquire and make sure you are engaging with the industries that you want to work Mm. with because as soon as you engage with them and you put out a similar passion project to their industry they're going to be thinking, oh, she knows what she's doing. She's done exactly. something similar. I might as well try and get my yeah. work done by her. So that was when I started getting like proper inquiries. Yeah. When I did the 100 Days of Design Challenge. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. obviously, I was, I'd started to fall in love with the world of branding a little bit more because I obviously came into I didn't do it at uni. I came into it thinking that logo design was a logo. And yeah. 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 <laughs> but as soon as I, I've always been such a lover of um, anything that kind of like the world building yeah. involved mm. in that sort of thing. And, the way that it can be so extensive and you can use all of these different aspects. And I just fell in love with that whole concept and just wanted to learn more about it and I wanted to do it. And obviously did it with the 100 Days Design Challenge, kept revisiting old brands and building up them, like making more and more collateral for them. And then once I started building these big extensive brands, which is what I kind of pride myself on doing now, people would message me and be like, yeah, yeah. can, yeah. You, yeah. can you do that for me? Yeah. So how long since you kind of started did that happen? Oh, it, was, it was like a good few months. Like I started my brand, uh, the 100 Days of Design Challenge in uh, May when I finished uni. And I think my first proper client really kind of kicked off in like September. Mm. And even then I didn't have like consistent work for like another couple yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. I find it so fascinating that none of us actually came into this like, specialist in branding no, no. Like no. We've all I come fell from into it by design. accident yeah, yeah. same we've all come design backgrounds yeah. and like we some of us know. have done design <laughs> degrees or design jobs yeah. and things like that but none yeah. of us actually came into this as brand designers yeah. specifically Does and I think um, like is there a degree in branding like, well you, my my degree was graphic design in general but then mm. in second year we had the option to specialize into three different yeah. pathways yeah. so it was illustration branding and typography and editorial and mm. I did typography and editorial the branding pathway was actually the biggest one there was yeah. kind of I think about 60 to 80 people on that pathway yeah on typography there was about 16 of us so you can see kind of the difference yeah. in how many people picked it but for me I kind of thought if I learn the skills that to apply the typography yeah. I can go into branding later on and yeah. I've got yeah. the deeper knowledge of Type. the finer details yeah. and how to create something that really stands out whereas mm. to go into branding you're just taught how to make logos and a brand identity for someone and you're not really given that the finer details so that's why I kind of did that but never expected to come out and go into branding kind of straight branding was not touched on at uni at all it's funny you should say that I obviously no one knows I speak fluent Welsh that's part of what my business (laughs) is called great creative um but yeah I speak fluent Welsh so in um I went to Swansea uni and my branding module was just me I was the first person no to do way. the module. Oh my god! Wow. Um, they literally just introduced it. It was branding. I think it was branding and something. Um, it was in Welsh, so I did it through the medium of Welsh. Um, 
and but yeah, it was just me. And, and honestly, I felt like that was worth the tuition fee. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was only me, and it was so funny because I like moved the time. I was like. I'm, I'm not happy with Thursday at 9am. Oh my god, can we change it? Just having a one-to-one. Yeah, honestly, it was great. Yeah. But it was like yeah. the full like three months or whatever it was that the module That's went on for. Yeah. It was yeah. literally just one-on-one. So I learned That's some so amazing. And I, my first, one of my first clients who I was doing work for um, was through, I met her through that module. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. So the, yeah. the thing that helped me as well, so in my old job, I worked with two other guys who had like different backgrounds to me like one went to uni one didn't and one of the guys specialized in like branding as well so he was able to sort of like teach me little bits which really helped when I got furloughed because he was kind of there and it was just you know you like learning off someone else is just incredible and that's the best thing I think I did for those four years like I learned everything about graphic design and like design for a business and then I've sort of implemented that within my business which has really really helped me I think if you can get industry experience if you I've always known like from I know it's it's different stories for people but I've always known my parents run their own business I've always wanted to run my own business and the more that I worked in industry the more I knew that I wanted to be doing my own thing but I worked in a marketing agency, um, so obviously I was working for lots of different clients, working for lots of different businesses, but I also did a uni placement within a digital team, which again, it's like that, you're, sort of a, you're applying it for one specific business, and they're both very different, but I had the opportunity to work with people from different design backgrounds, people who specialise in different types of design. Yeah. And it, it helped, really helped me to like shape, it shape where yeah. I yeah. and I learned so much. So good. So if you say, oh, I'm trying to break into the industry and you're thinking, right, okay, I need to land clients and like jump straight into it and like I need to be fully booked, perhaps think about, can I do some work experience? Can yeah, I do yeah, some yeah. shadowing? Can I potentially get a job for, I don't know, six months yeah, a yeah. year? Yeah. And that could just absorb it all, yeah. just learn it all. Be a sponge. So much, yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. sponge. Yeah. <laughs> and just get as much from like external influence as you possibly can because it helps. There is just so much yeah. to learn. See, I feel like I have such a unique situation where I've never worked in industry before. Yeah. Never. Because yeah. I went uh, I I've went straight into it. I've never worked at Boundary, didn't you? Well, I did two weeks ex- yeah. work experience there um, with the hope of getting a job at the end of it, but yeah. it just wasn't right for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two weeks is the, yeah. the longest. Yeah, I did, one, I, did one, <laughs> I did one week work experience at a branding agency um, in my local town when I was 16. Yeah. And that's how I was like, I, this is what I want to do. But I didn't want to be a branding designer, but I was doing logos at that job on Photoshop, may I oh add. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did that for one week. And yeah. from, from there on, I was like, I want to work in like magazines like that was what I wanted to do yeah that was always my dream as well it kind of progressed from there and then yeah I basically was just I worked on my business full-time in my final year of uni pretty much I did it through my second year as well but I really focused on it in my final year because I was at home because of corona and I just graduated and I was like I'm doing this full-time like I don't need to get a job And to be honest, I don't want to. Like, I would have very much valued the experience of working oh, yeah. in the industry. And I was supposed to do a placement year, but thank you to coronavirus mm-hmm. again, it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like one of them things where I just fell into it. And yeah. I'm so happy it happened. But yeah, I would agree that like... Yeah, I think you're quite a rare experience like, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. for that <laughs> to happen. And I think obviously what's great for you is that you started it while you're at uni. Yeah. yeah. So it's not mm-hmm. like you were reliant on the income. Like if you say if you've just come out of university or you've yeah. decided that you're in a career yeah. that you don't want to be in and you want to move over to design, making like a, a, a jump straight into like, am I going to have any clients is terrifying. Yeah. So- 
So I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode, the first episode to kick off season two of Off AirPod. It's been so fun chatting with everybody. I think we can all say that we could sit here and do this for another two hours. We're going to continue. Like, (laughs) even though we're not recording, we're going to continue having a good conversation. (laughs) You guys can be glad of all Make sure to go and give all of these lovely girls a follow. Do you guys want to go around and say your Instagram apps just so people can... Yeah, sure. I'm at Seven and Co. Am I dot? Oh my god! Seven Studio. I'll come up. Mine is underscore Abby Mine is Cray Creative. So C R E U Creative. I pronounced that wrong for yeah. the longest time. We all say Crew. No, it's Cray. It's, Cray. It's, it's, it's a Welsh word. So I'll, I'll let you all off. <laughs> and mine is DarcyDesign.co. And that is it. So thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.